Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the handling masters of tomorrow, today. My name is Martina Flora. I'm a lettering artist, author, educator, and the host of this show. And today I have an awesome guest to talk uh, about going viral and becoming famous. We're going to answer questions like, how do you go viral with a project? How do you get attention towards your work? How is it like to be a celebrity? How do you find great opportunities? And to discuss all of this, I have my guest and friend Giuseppe Salerno with me. Giuseppe is an Italian calligrapher and type designer. He lives with, between Valencia and Torino. And together with his partner Paco Gonzalez, he runs Resistenza Type Foundry. So, hello, Giuseppe. Thank you so much for being Hi, here. Martina. It's so good Thanks talking for to you. Me. <laughs> Amazing. So, I've been friends with Giuseppe for years. We first met in Berlin, and I invited today Giuseppe because. We started at that time, um, like, I don't know how many years ago, actually, 10 Nine years, years ag ago. Oh, my nine God. Nine years. It was 2012. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, so nine years ago, we started a project called Lettering versus Calligraphy. And this project went viral, right? And got us a lot of attention and turned us into celebrities for a while, I would say. Um, and it got us some speaking gigs and we, you know, we actually felt like celebrities for a while. Oh, that was my feeling actually. And Giuseppe, I want, um, I want to tell you that today I asked uh, on social media if, um, if someone have had heard about this project and 42% of the audience, five, uh, uh, 58% of the audience said yes and 42% said no. So I'm pretty proud because after nine years, they still recognize the project. Um, but I guess with 45% of people not knowing about the project, we are not celebrities anymore. Well, I mean, that means also that during those nine years, uh, the project hasn't been uh, advertised. I mean, we, we talk uh, roughly uh, maybe when we have some birthday of the project or some pictures. Uh, but during those nine years, uh, there were no updates uh, of lettering versus calligraphy. So I would say it's a pretty good result for, uh, <laughs> for what we get. <laughs> yeah, so for those that don't know the project, you can go to um, letteringversuscalligraphy.com. And we're going to speak about the project later and like a little, explain a little bit what, what it was about. Um, But for those, uh, you know, listening and watching on YouTube, um, I want to like first start by introducing a little bit about the project. Uh, so the project was essentially an online battle. So I met Giuseppe in, in Berlin and, uh, you know, Giuseppe was doing calligraphy intensively at that time. If I remember wrong, I think you were super into calligraphy at that time. You were practicing every day, right? Yes, I was also running... Uh, some classes too, some workshop in Berlin. That's true, and and then I met, we met in a like a typographic uh, uh, meeting uh, like of the community yeah. here in Berlin, and I was really like studying with lettering, so we started to you know exchange about the work we did at that time, and um, yeah, and we started like kind of to hang out, right? And and this is how how this project was born. Like we started saying like, hey, why don't we do a project where you you know you write letters with your calligraphy and i draw letters with my lettering so why don't we put together a project where we 
make an online battle, right? And yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, I remember. I remember that we we decided uh, in a in a dinner we were talking about to make a kind of conversation about two different interpretations following one attribute, um, and you were designing your letter following your point of view, and I was draw. I was writing the letter following my my vision, my hand. In, initially, it wasn't a battle. Mm, that's true. Remember. That's true. It wasn't a battle. Yeah. Uh, what so makes, what makes what transforms it into a battle? I remember was uh, the inclusivity of the audience. When mm. I mean the, the project came out uh, so popular and viral at the second, third day, and everybody asked to make a voting system. So yeah. then transform it into a battle. Yeah, that's yeah. I remember exactly. Like remember? actually, yeah, we actually came up with this idea of like using one keyword. So we were drawing a letter or writing a letter, uh, you know, like a sexy S, for instance, right? And exactly. Giuseppe would write that letter, and I would draw that letter, and then we would upload that those two letters one next to the other to a website, right? And yeah. what what made it really interesting for the audience or for the people is that they could vote. They could actually go to the website and decide which one was the best, right? And, and I think that also made it very interesting for us because um, we, we were friends and we were having a lot of fun, but we also wanted to win, right? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't really like uh, uh, running for the medal. Yeah, you know the first the first topic uh, the first the first target wasn't that one. Um, we were focused on let's make uh, let's see how we can push our limits, and and uh, was really a fight into oh let's see who make it cooler who make it better, and often we were uploading our letters i remember and we were like oh no martina i think you can do better oh no giuseppe that sucks making <laughs> upload another one you know we were very into ever a, a very healthy and um healthy and, and and genuine competition you know yeah absolutely i remember that i think you were one of the people in my life that were, were really honest in terms of like giving me feedback you were really like hey like martina this doesn't look good so you can just <laughs> you know repeat like do it again and it, that, yeah. i think that really pushed us forward i think during so just to like to come back to the idea of the project the idea was that yeah we we, we were actually um having this online battle because the people was um was were voting um and throughout time like we were actually doing that every every day or every two days like really regular and um yeah and at some point we started inviting other people so we started people who were moderating for instance like so people from the typography or the typographic industry or the typographic scene and we were inviting them like people that we were looking up to right like people we admired that when they accepted to participate in our project we were like oh my god like these people that like this person that was like 
you know, work, have, has been working on letter design forever and is super well known or whatever, they were saying like, yes, right away. So this, these people were coming in either to moderate the fight, so they would give us a medal to one of us, uh, or, um, or they were coming, there was a point where we were actually inviting um, guest lettering artists and guest calligraphers. So we were setting up battles between other people doing lettering and other people doing calligraphy, right? Yes, yes. And I remember, I remember that actually uh, when, when we got uh, the first feedback and online people were doing were saying oh why don't you add a voting system mm. uh, was actually the t people from the type community and we say yeah why not and and we ask why don't you moderate the battles so it was a conversational um, thing that at the end uh, they contribute to our project they felt mm, very like stars at the same time because uh, for a day they had the, the, the power uh, to decide who was uh, running for the medal so there was like a kind of gamification system behind that I think it was one of the spices mm -hmm. uh, that, that caught m most of the audience yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that's actually super interesting from this project that it wasn't really born um, with the intention of going viral. And as you said, like it started as a an, an experience or an exploration from two people who were like, you know, interested in that um, in that kind of um playground so yeah and 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 with the interaction with the audience that it suggested like hey why don't you add like a voting system we added this voting system and then things started to escalate right so we really we really from the moment we started adding this voting system like we had like i don't know at some point we had like 2000 visitors per day in our website okay. right like uh, yeah. and um and the things started to escalate and we started getting more attention towards our work and we got some gigs and yeah things started to to come in our direction um and that that motivated us i guess as well like getting all this attention is like it's like a drug in a way right like it's something that is like yeah i mean it, it's a big it's a big boost of uh, self-confidence mm. especially in a playground where we knew since the beginning that okay we are professional but at the same time we always say there are so many good and great amazing calligrapher and who cares about what they are thinking or what they are saying mm. you know we have other skills that was in and at that time was being so constant into our project that every day we were taking care of adding creativity into our lettering skills and calligraphy skills so it was a good combination uh, of uh, qualities mm. and i i think was especially was a uh, honest exercise for us that we didn't we didn't plan to make that exercise Absolutely. And I, 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 when I see, you know, when I see, I think what is great about this project or the great impact that that project had on our work is that 
when you see the first letter we made in that battle and you see the last ones, it's like a world of difference. Like in, in a very short period of time, we we really boosted our, like we really improved our, our, our skills. And I think, as you said, it was a combination of everything, like getting attention, getting like feedback from the audience, uh, having this competition factor to it. So I think everything was a, a great mix of stuff. So as you know, this is a listener-driven show. So as we go down the questions, we're definitely going to continue telling stories about this project because we have a lot of stories, Giuseppe, about this project. Um, and... Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to the next segment where we, we listen to voice messages from our listeners. Today we have a question coming from Eric. Hi, um, you're pretty well known for your work and pretty exposed. Um, how does it affect it, like the work itself? Like, uh, does it make things easier for you or harder? Or is, um, how is it affecting clients and, uh, chances for you are they coming to you or you have to still actively chase them and uh how is it then with the uh like uh, with the attention that you get with all of this like do you have to go after it and work for it or does it come automatically since you're already exposed to a certain degree that's so interesting the question from eric uh because i think the The actual question is here where, whether when you get some sort of recogn recognition or exposure, whether things become easier for you, right? And I have to say that I I was hoping that that would be that way. And when we got a lot of attention with this project, I hope that, you know, things will be super easier for us. And um, it was in a way super easier. There were a lot of opportunities coming our way mm -hmm. but I think that's so temporarily like it's you know it doesn't last long and we yeah. often have this impression that people who have a certain or have achieved a certain level in their careers or the certain recognition in their careers that things are easier for them um, but it, it's not necessarily like this and um, I have to say that when we had this exposure with this project it became a little bit you know I became a little bit addicted to it so I was seeking for that attention constantly and um, and I, I have to say that I also wanted to be there like you know I wanted to be in that position and that put me personally a lot of pressure on what I was doing so it, my work also improved because I felt that there were a lot of people, um, there was a lot of people looking at what, what I was doing um, so I feel that the celebrity label can be positive in in that sense, in like putting that putting you in in a position where you have to perform. Um, but it also can generate like this sense of duty. You know, S sometimes I felt that I had to be there because you know because I was like well known or people were expecting something from me at that point. You know, so. There was like this double thing, like I want to be here, it's very good to be recognized, but at some point it, there were also moments where I had to perform kind of all the time for everyone, like people were asking us to participate in other projects and like it was hard to say no and, and like, when, when you would say no, you felt like, okay, you know, 
she's too much of a celebrity right now or she's too much out there like um so there, there's this duality to like having a lot of exposure how, how did you fe feel about it yeah i mean uh personally i'm not, i'm not a huge fan of over exposure exposure in general you mm -hmm. know like radio kill the radio star the video kill the radio star you know like sometimes it's also nice to be hidden mm -hmm. being hidden is also something that can make you um, interesting mm -hmm. not always but uh, it's also good to, to to stay away a little bit otherwise famous artists musician will be always running and running but they disappear for a while and then they come back which is natural mm. like everything like 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 vegetables they disappear for a while and then they come back next season mm. there is some kind of uh, natural progress that you have to respect i think personally uh, uh, i think that uh, if you if you can if you can keep going keep going keep, keep going you can almost burn a little bit some of your some of your time maybe mm. you are not taking care of yourself uh, in a mental health way you know or mm. maybe you are not taking care about your surround your family your sport your addictions or other things that you like to that and and, and makes you mm. other things that creates what what you are so watch out with the with the addiction of of these viral Uh, projects. Uh, mm. I, I think it's also nice to to release a little bit. Yeah, and also understand that you know there's other ways of um, validate your work. You know, like I feel that uh, if we or if anyone seeks to have a project becoming viral, is because viral in one sense they are trying to like get attention and get validation over their work and i think there's other more healthy ways and more successful ways of getting validation right and um you don't need to like i always say like you don't need to comfort everyone you don't need to work for everyone you can just work for yourself or for the people you care about or for people yeah. who can really give you feedback. I remember that something that I really appreciate from that project that went viral that we did together is actually the interaction with you. It was so positive for my work having someone who would be, you know, a friend, but also someone who will give me feedback and tell me like, hey, Martina, this, this doesn't look good. Like, do it again. Like, I know that you can do it better. And I think that interaction was the, the strongest to me. Um, you know, this, you know, besides all the, the bus that we created with the project, I think that yeah. what I can tell others that I learned from that project is that actually the feedback from the people you really care about and that are willing to tell you to give you the, the, the truth or to tell you the truth uh, are, is much more valuable than having thousands of likes on your picture on Instagram, right? Um, yeah, I mean, there is also another, another component that I'm sorry if I'm interrupting you. Yeah, there sure. is another component that it's also, uh, in our case, uh, we were close together. We were, mm -hmm. we were close to each other. 
we were talking online, but we were also seeing each other, which is something that, uh, you know how a message written on your phone from someone else can makes you super happy or can also make you a little bit, um, you know, it can be hateful, can be not exactly what you were expecting, but you don't have a voice, you don't have a face behind, you don't have a eyes. We were looking at each other, we were talking, we were discussing in a real, in a real environment and also transforming that into the real uh, platform. Mm. And it's something that not many projects right now uh, have. I always say to, to, to the calligraphy uh, community when I, when, I, when I go randomly to some classes, I was like, yeah, guys, leave out to the reality. Leave mm. out to the reality. You can, you can have two different things. Sometimes they meet together, mm. social network and real life, but it's also nice to, to spend in time with, with designers, real time. Yeah. I remember I, remember I was, I, for me, uh, working with you in, in that project, I was, uh, I was so fascinated by the way you were holding a pen. I was like, she was so way different than what I hold, a, a, um, a technical pen, you know, an automatic pen. And it, it's something so um, basic, but you don't yeah. see that online. That's true. Yeah, but how? How? Yes, how what, what, what? What was that thing? I don't. I don't really remember I that. Remember, you... I remember the way. The way. Let me see if I have. Um, uh, for those that are uh, watching, that are watching on YouTube, they probably get to see this. But I would try to describe what uh, Giuseppe is doing for those listening. Yeah, I mean, usually I remember that you were holding the the automatic pen very far from the from the point. It wasn't like very very close. Exactly, and I'm usually I'm much more like that. You know? Ah, that's true. I remember you were, you were writing, you were drawing like that, and I was like, oh my god, what a control! What a, I don't have that control from the from. Crazy. In, in a, I'm talking about automatic pen, not talking about calligraphic tools, which is totally different thing. And I, re, I was, I was remember, I, I still have the photogram, the, the the pictures of that moment that you were sketching on your. Um, paper and i was like she holds the pen so differently it's, it's, that, that's amazing you know that's amazing. something that you don't see in a real in, in a in a in a social media or in a digital environment that's true like sometimes like sometimes i feel that social media or in general like the digital environment or like the internet when you know you get to see a picture or a video like an isolated video of something and you're missing all, all what's around this. Like, how did that person got to do that? What, what was that, that person thinking? Or where was that, that person sitting when creating that? All yeah. the context is missing, right? And this is, I think, what you, what you mean here, that it was not only about creating something at that time, but it was also about exchanging and seeing how others do that. And um, that personal interaction really made a difference. And like going back to Eric's question, here um, I think that I think there's something to learn about that and um, you know the question was more about like how do you get attention or like actually 
when you have a certain recognition in your career, if things get easier. And what I could always say is that, or what I could give you as an advice is that you get used to, um, you know, you, that you always train yourself to reach out for opportunities and to reach out for other people and collaborators and peers and clients that you train yourself and you train your uh, or you acquire people skills so that you can create these connections like the connection that we created with with Giuseppe because these are the connections that really matter the connections where you can talk to the person you can see how they work um, even when it comes to client work like when you can start a conversation with a client is when um, a project is likely to happen, right? So, because I see like a lot of people like looking for clients on social media. And I think we have a question about this um, for the podcast today. Um, I see people like looking for clients on social media, whereas I think, or, or for collaborators on social media, where I think that oftentimes it's more about like, starting a conversation with someone and like reaching out to someone and meet and talk even on a zoom call um than actually trying to reach thousands of people right um and i would say that um it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're well known or not i think these people skills you should always keep uh in your core that even when you're known or not, or even when you have a certain recognition or not, that you are always thriving or trying to reach out to other people because these are the connections that will really influence your life totally, totally. And I think think we totally learned something from that project that was like, you know, after all that attention, all those likes, all those votes, what stays is like this, you know, like this connection that we have. I know that I can trust you if I need to show a project to someone like, you know, we had that interaction and we keep on having that relationship. And I think that's what matters the most, I think. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, there is a there is a sincere line uh, that that has to be it doesn't have to be connected with uh, um professional results i mean mm. uh, we, we are talking about uh, if the blue is blue and someone see as, as green you will say hey man this is not exactly what you were thinking mm. this is not what you so we were very sincere we were talking about objective uh, uh opinion about letter shape spacing and so many aspects but uh, uh, what what Eric said on the on the question about chasing uh, clients and this is also something very interesting for 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 me for example and it's also that I it's also something that I've learned from you uh, and I never chase directly the client I chase what I like to do what I want to do mm. uh, last years I, I study and I improve my skills into this, uh, label design into wine labels beer label design and I didn't expect a client to contact me I mm. w- I made some spirits I made some beers and some projects now are coming from what I've designed. So never wait for someone who's calling you 
for what you want to produce, but just produce what you want, what you like. And then from that, it's like a sun that um, is a satellite sun for you, you know, like that it brings you things mm. in a, like a passive income. Uh, the poster that Martina has done maybe is attracting someone who is looking for art, um, print art or stuff like that. But you didn't connect or contact the, the, the art store to sell poster. It's the other way around. Absolutely. So I think that actually highlights the fact that, you know, getting in touch with people or reaching out to opportunities is not only about like connecting directly with that people, but also being prepared for that, like, you know, doing the work before kind of like having, yeah. having something to show, having uh, done some work before so that when you uh, find those opportunities or when you meet these people, you have, um, you have something to talk about with that person, right? Definitely. definitely. Yeah. And so, I also, I also yeah. remember, sorry, yeah. I also remember that we, when, we, when we met and we were knowing each other, uh, the first day we were already carry things to each other mm -hmm. like you were carrying a, a, a business card a card or something that you print i was carrying my my book and it's always something that i recommend to new designers carry your things with you mm -hmm. if you design things carry those designs with you if you do whatever illustration whatever but bring them with you always show what you have don't keep it don't, don't keep them only into a screen Absolutely. And also that that's such a good way to start a conversation. In previous episodes, we spoke about this, like how to start a conversation with someone and how to um, how to go over that, that, you know, that first uh, that breaking that that ice or breaking the ice. Right. And yeah. I think for artists, we have that tool. We can show our art and we can start conversations with people that are alike or not but like from the things we do we can start telling stories right so sure. Giuseppe we are gonna move on to the um, inspirational quote uh, segment we uh, where we prepare a quote for our listeners actually um, so we all love quotes you know that Giuseppe especially lettering artists and calligraphers and in this section we do our best to answer questions from our listeners with a quote we later put these quotes on our show notes so that listeners can share them on their social media Giuseppe the truth is that in this segment we actually continue speaking about our stories and answering the questions and then if there's a quote or you say something that looks like a quote we will put it on the on the show notes later right so don't worry we will oh. make you sound smart okay okay i, have, I think i have i have one i think i have one <laughs> amazing so um let's move on to the question from lydia on instagram uh, Lydia is asking, how do I get my work noticed? I try to consistently post on social media, but doesn't seem to bring results or bring me clients. So Lydia, we were just talking about this and I have a quote for you that I normally say to my students and, um, and my coaches, your followers are not your clients. And I see often people that are starting with their freelance journey and stuff that uh, they invest a ridiculous amount of time on social media. Like if it was the place to network and find clients and 
as a general rule, I would say that your followers could eventually buy things from you if you're, you have an online shop or an online class. But hiring or hiring someone or someone hiring you usually happens at another level. You know, it happens somewhere else. Like, and what you, or in my experience, what you need to do is to start conversations with people and like one-to-one conversations. So find ways to start those conversations and show them, um, show them what you're capable of. But you're, you know, spending ridiculous amount of time uh, on social media to find clients is perhaps not the way the, or the, you know, the sustainable way to, um, to build your business as a freelancer. And I think, Giuseppe, you're such a good example of this because you're not much on social media or not, at least not in a consistent way. And I remember that when I met you, um, it was really inspiring, uh, inspiring for me because I was starting with my freelance uh, business and, you know, you were making a good living with your design work and you were also traveling. You were living like the dream life like the you know like the digital nomad that you know was spending some time in canary islands and then coming back to uh, torino and then spending some some months in berlin and you had the capacity to work for clients all over the world i remember you had a client in alaska like and i was wondering always like how the hell Giuseppe got his client from alaska right so um you were also selling your phone so how does it work when you don't use social media that much, but how do you connect with that people and how do you, you know, create these opportunities yeah. for, for yourself? Okay. Um, I, I would say the luck or whatever, like uh, the magic that happened on my, on my beginning was that all the clients that I've been working for, I'm still in contact with them since I was very young. So I started very early working. So uh, all those people, every time I go back to Italy or I come back to Valencia or I move, and as soon as they know that I'm there, they want to meet me for a new things. So um, what I can say is the few new clients that you have, taking care of them, mm. make, build something for, for a long, a long-term relationship don't be just a, a provider don't be someone who delivers things and disappear like an amazon uh, uh, product you know build something and because every client at the end if it's big or small can spread the voice maybe they have a son maybe they have a daughter they create other businesses you know try always to 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 show your 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 design skills, but also your soul as a person that most of the time people prefer working with someone that, uh, that makes them feel comfortable. Mm. Not always the best designer, mm -hmm. but someone who, who, who makes them feel comfortable and they, they like spending time with you. So I see, I see that maybe it happens also to you. Sometimes clients are calling you to have feedbacks and uh, you can you can sell to them a kind of cons consultancy and this is something very important and in an international environment uh, i have to say 
all the project that I've been um, all, all the all the works or posts or things I, I developed uh, mostly were not inspired into something uh, worldwide, mm. but it was always inspired into something local. So I always, re- I, I'm a person that uh, I consider myself not a great illustrator or a great calligrapher, but I like to, I, I'm a good observer. I like to, 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 to stare details, mm. you know, and most of the time people are looking for exp- inspirations uh, far in, and it's not necessary to, to go that far. Same things, uh, um, sometimes I, I can see when I go to in the little town of Italy, and I post some lettering inspiring to something old that I that I find it looks new to many people international mm. internationally wise you know like in an international environment and so focus on what you have around that maybe is the brand that uh, that makes you and some some foreigners or someone that is living on the other side of the planet can be attracted to them. You know, I'm very attracted to the to old Argentinian uh, fileteado porteño, mm. all that style. I never knew it before, but but I knew when I saw the local people posting posting to it. But it's not into the books of calligraphy or lettering. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Try to find the power into what you have local. Sometimes I uh, the, there is a church in 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 uh, in Torino, uh, a basilica. Um, that there is a big room with all mm, paintings and there are homage to people uh, that has has died or people that are lost. Mm. And they are just gifts. And even an incredible inspiration because you see totally different different, uh, paintings. You know, someone gives you a flower, someone draws uh, the, the car accident that, that, that you were in, you know, like kind of creepy, but at the yeah. same time, uh, very creative. And this was always close to where I was living. I discovered very late. Mm. You know? Totally. So sometimes like the answer is in what you have around. It's, it's, it's interesting because I remember that when I was, when I was studying graphic design or I was working as a graphic designer back in the times when I was living in my um, home country, Argentina, I remember that I used to look at, uh, I, I, lo- I used to look up to German design as something that I want, you know, it was everything to me. Yeah. And every design that I would do was using a sans serif and was trying to like be clean and everything. And yeah. for me, it was like, well, I want to do that. Although it wasn't my nature, I wanted, you know, that looks so great to me. Get and closer. Yeah. And, and then I, when I moved to, Germany to Berlin to live here actually I started doing something totally different like when you look at my work for those that are on on uh, YouTube you can see a little bit of my work in the back my work turned colorful and turned like very expressive like nothing to do with the you know like the German design culture I would say like yeah yes and it's it's interesting how sometimes like the answer to to your inspiration is 
is around you and it's, you don't have to try to look alike anything else, but perhaps use whatever you were born into or you grew up in, uh, into, right? So, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, it was, for example, I, everybody admire the, the Swiss design and all the type culture of, of Switzerland. Mm. Um, but I didn't grow up in such a kind of environment. I, I discovered the Swiss design when I was already gradu graduated, mm. you know, but first to arrive there, I, I saw other, other mm, beautiful uh, lettering, illustration and graphic design uh, elements, books and stuff that were very inspiring. And at the end, taking care of your background, uh, is one of one opportunity then obviously there are some people that are really like into their their admire some certain style and they want to live in the scandinavian design fine but uh, first of all i think being local is what makes you a little bit stronger yeah and it can be like the easiest actually right so we can yeah we can move to, on to the second question that is coming from Beatrice, Beatrice on Instagram. How did, you go, how did you guys go viral with your project and what does it take to go viral? Beatrice, Beatrice this is a quote for you that I made. Success lives in what you can control. So the truth, the truth is that you cannot control a project going viral or not. It's not in your hands, but it's in the hands of other people you know so it depends on the internet the algorithm um so try to dominate this is just an impossible task and i feel that that causes so much pain um to all of us right because we try to yeah. create um things or to have an impact or to have an effect that is not in our control, right? And that we cannot measure, actually. And Teresa, what I can... T uh, sorry, uh, Beatrice, what I can tell you is that, um, you know, when I read your question, I think that what you mean is that you... or you might be pursuing becoming viral or you, be, you might, you know, wish that at some point some of your projects or some of the things you do go viral, right? And this is, as we said before, this can be a measure of success or can be seen as a measure of success. Um, but what I can tell you is that do things that are in your hands, like instead of in the hands of Facebook or Instagram or the likes of your followers, do things that really are in your hands, like try to get that validation from people that are around you, people that you can talk to, people that know you, um, because, you know, you know, you don't need to reach out to 1,000 followers or to 10,000 followers to validate your work. Um, you need to find ways of measuring that yourself because otherwise you will never be able to measure that, right? Because some other yeah. people has the control. Some other people has the essay about whether your work is good or not right yeah yeah i mean mm, there is one th one thing that we we didn't say and i think is uh, very important i mean being viral doesn't make you a living mm. always you know it, <laughs> That's it, so good. it's a weapon it's a weapon because maybe you have 
to to transform that virality uh, into something that makes you <laughs> finish the month you know uh, so it's good that you want to be viral but that doesn't mean that you're gonna pay your bills <laughs> absolutely well that's your, your quote for today i just wrote it down so <laughs> and then and then martina i mean for our uh, Latin versus calligraphy project, there were many aspects that we're working on and was the, con the being constant, was the inclusivity with the audience, uh, was receiving feedbacks and transforming them into something great, uh, putting our knowledge. There were so many aspects, it was a very complex uh, project. But at the same time, uh, I think um there is like a, a, a percentage of innocence mm. and being naive mm. that is maybe the the, the magic of something viral because it, it became viral because you didn't expect and we did not expect that we didn't want to create something so viral we just want to have a good confrontational um, workshop online mm. Yeah, and that's so interesting because if you start a project with the intention of it becoming viral, it's just it's just a huge project, you know. You would never really start it, and I think what 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 made our project perhaps viral. I don't know if if we had any control over that, but what I think what I think made our project interesting is that we were approaching it from a very authentic way we really wanted to do this game between you and me yeah. and and eventually things started to escalate and um yeah. and i think like the the goal was not turning that into a viral thing but to you know expand our skills and like you know create a playground yeah. for ourselves yeah maybe maybe show off also what we were capable yeah we were yeah. capable of mm, doing so this which is which uh, this is the healthy thing Sh showing off your skills is always fine i mean don't keep any bullets you know show what you are able to do and uh, don't don't save bullets for the next season or for the next month no this is very important show what you are capable of and for sure people um, will contact you. Yeah, and I think you said some things or some points that are still really important to highlight that um, perhaps when you think of a project that is really meaningful and it has an impact, um, this, these as aspects will probably need to be there, like the community, the quality of work needs to be there. Um, the inclusivity, so including other people in that project, yeah. uh, making it accessible for everyone. So these are things that you can start thinking of when creating a project because um, also it will make it fun for you. You know, it should be fun for you. Otherwise, um, making a project out of nothing, like a personal project and not having fun with it, like totally loses the, the goal of, creating a yeah. personal project, right? Um, yeah. But another thing I wanted to say there is that 
it should also include some sort of like personal interaction with people where you are not isolated behind your computer trying to do something, but you try to connect with other people in a more personal way. That is not just numbers, but it's, you know, you can create conversations with that people. You can meet that people at some point um, and you can, yeah, generate that in, in interactions. Um, yeah, so also... also it's also very good to be surrounded by a diversity of by the diversity of designers hmm. you know there are not only graphic designers that can inspire you maybe you have uh, a carpenter that makes beautiful yeah. ornamental element that inspires you so it, it don't be so ghetto into the design world yeah. design is wide it's huge and it is limited yeah. yeah it's like there's there's no it's unlimited there are no uh, there, there are so many things that we still haven't known so it's a lot of material <laughs> absolutely and I, I i have to say beatrice that um i want to invite you to my private email list because with the time, I also noticed that I needed more private ways of connecting with people. The same way that I connected with you, Giuseppe, one to one. I felt that social media was too unattainable at some point, so I started, you know, I started my own private email list and as a way of connecting with people in some other way and delivering another kind of content. What so, Beatrice, I want to invite you to my private email email list where I deliver lettering tips. Um, so every week I deliver a fresh tip to draw letters directly to your inbox. This may be in the form of a trick, a source nice. of inspiration or a story that might set you in motion. So um, you can get each new writing delivered to your inbox for, for free every Friday on martinaflor.com slash lettering tips. So Lastly, we are going to move on to our Better Now sex segment. This is our segment where we share something we are happy about or something that has impacted our lives lately. So, Giuseppe, what would you like to share that, you know, made you happy lately, a project, something that, you know, um, brings you joy right now? Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a drinker. Okay, I'm not. A I like to drink socially in an event, or uh, I, I love, I love keep, uh, I love cooking. I love every kind of uh, um, gastronomic environment. But I discovered that alcohol make make people happy. Mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> alcohol makes people happy, and that the, in the last year uh, with Andrea Basile, which which is another designer from the south of Italy. Mm. Uh, I've been involved into, into some uh, wine labels and projects, uh, including alcohol. And I figured out that um, when I was bringing my calligraphy or my poster as a gift was people were happy. But <laughs> when you bring a bottle of wine, a bottle of, of uh, spirit with your design, it's like the, the perfect combination because you can give something that they can taste, they, they can taste, and and they can look at, you know. So uh, I always admired label design because I always seen like something very complex because it's tiny. There are many elements. Uh, it is very wide, and and now producing, I, I have already 
produce many labels for different tiny and bigger uh, sellers in uh, in Italy and in Spain. Uh, that makes me I'm I'm super happy with that. I'm very very happy. It was like and one of my my little it's a big achievement for me. That's big, amazing. Big I'm so I'm so happy for you. I bet they're also super happy about your designs. Um, on my side, I'm very excited because we. You know, for, for some years now, I'm coaching and mentoring other um, artists and um, illustrators. And uh, yes, today we closed registrations for uh, the new coaching uh, group that I'm taking on. And I'm super nice. excited. I'm always super excited to get a new group with fresh ideas, with fresh, you know, fresh projects or fresh business to work, to work on. Because during that those four months together, I, I help them build their businesses, their freelance businesses around their skills, right? Nice. So every time there's a new group coming, it's like, oh, who's going to be there? <laughs> so, um, so I'm very excited about this new edition of the program and I'm celebrating that here with you today, Giuseppe. So Fantastic. Giuseppe, so this is it. And this is the end of the, of the show. It was so great to have you here with us, seriously, and see you again. Um, Thank you for inviting me. For me, it was like, very, I knew I knew that this will happen uh, one of those days after the our project, and I'm glad uh, it happened. Very Amazing! Happy. So, where can people find you and also find you know your projects or this wine project you're working on or this, uh, yeah, spirits, yeah. yeah. Okay, my website is resistenza.es because uh, Paco and I have the company here in Spain. And my social, my personal account is Beppe Arts, mm. and and the, the, our our company account is RSZ Type. Okay, I think it will be better to write them down. And Definitely, we are gonna we are gonna add all all of this to the show notes so that people can find you. Uh, Giuseppe is not only a great designer and calligrapher, but also he creates fonts with his partner uh, Paco Gonzalez, who was also a very essential part of lettering versus calligraphy. He was the person yeah. behind the scenes, like looking at the numbers and the yeah. CEO and all this stuff. So. Um, Full credit for him as well. Um, so before we close this episode, um, this is our 12th episode of the podcast, and I'm so excited about this. Um, actually, it's just 12 episodes in, but uh, it already feels like a great accomplishment. And I wanted to ask our listeners, if you're listening or watching this on YouTube, um, to leave us a review of this podcast. You have already listened to 12 episodes, and you get an idea more or less of the value we are delivering uh, together with my, my guests in this episode. So it would be great if you go ahead and you leave us a review on your favorite um, podcast platform so that other people can find us. So thank you so much, Giuseppe, again. Um, Gracias. So <laughs> this is it. Yeah, you can find me, the host of the show, on social networks at Martina Flor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have a question or comments, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast, where you can see previous episodes and find show notes. You can also send 
us voice memos with your comments and questions about any of the episodes and we will play them in future shows. You can also watch these episodes on YouTube. You just go to martinaflor.com slash YouTube to find them. You can, of course, listen to all our episodes on your favorite plat a podcast platform. This is it for today. If you love this episode, subscribe to this podcast. Thank you all for listening and see you in the next episode of Letter Now. Bye-bye.